does make me think, um, how did God decide who's going to lose their entire body and who's going to lose just their arm? Like you two did this together, but I don't like your face. So you're losing your whole body. Uh, you could just lose your arm. All right. Okay. Go back. Yeah. It seems what awkward. an asshole, by the way. I mean, fuck that guy. Ed is technically the full metal alchemist in title, but maybe it's Al the whole time. I mean, because he's made of metal. Delete this. It's <laughs> 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 a joke. The whole time. Uh, Michelle, is there that boo button? Uh, you don't have access to yes. Boo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But what about Fiora Bradley? What about Fiora Bradley? Can we get another one? Uh, you know, who wants to? We don't want to go to a later bird camp, do we? That's right. Hey, Fiora Bradley, <laughs> you're doing a great job, Fiora. Awesome. <laughs> we we're not doing this next episode. <laughs> I hope he's the Fiora forever. <laughs> I hope he's never not the Fiora, and I hope that. My children's children's children will get to be as excited about him as I am. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Full Metal Analyst, the podcast where free writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike with a brand new mic. That's a brand new. Wow. A brand new. You can really hear all your mouth sounds. And with us on the show today, we have a brand new guest. Please welcome to Full Metal Analyst. Dennis Clark, how are you doing, Dennis? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty man. Doing good, doing good. Thanks for coming to the yeah. show. We're going to start off as we do whenever we have a brand new guest, which is by asking you the important question. Um, when did you start watching Full Metal Alchemist? Um, so I did a run-through of it a couple of years back. I had done a few episodes of the original, um, and then I looked up the reviews online, and Brotherhood had better reviews, so I just immediately switched over to that and just watched it all the way through in like two weeks. Wait, so how much of the original did you watch? I think I got through the half the first season, um, just about. And so the differences were pretty interesting, all things considered. You watch Brotherhood all the way through? So this is your second time? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, uh, not gonna lie, like I was, I was pretty um, happy that you asked me to talk about, well, beyond this episode, because it's kind of the one that shoots everything off, all things considered, right, into this new stratosphere. It really did yeah. feel like that. Yeah, that's it's it interesting would. on a second, you know, run through that it's like, oh yeah, the homunculi are introduced, greed is introduced, one of the best characters in the entire series. That it's like, oh geez, <laughs> the homunculi. Yeah, it's like that's Love the greed. first time we hear that word. Also, like, okay, now we know who these people are. We find out that there's more than just the, the three we've seen already, and that there might be factions in between them. But before we start talking about these theories, we have to do that which has become a tradition in the show, which is our improvised recap. This is the moment in the podcast where one of us will be chosen at random by a roll of the dice to do a 21-second improvised recap of what happened in this episode. We're going to roll a dice now. If it lands on one, it'll be me. If it lands on two, it'll be Arthur. If it lands on three, it'll be Mike. If it lands on four, it'll be our guest. Dennis, let's see how this goes. Three. Gonna be Mike. You ready, Mike? I'm ready. Hot Mike. Three, two, one. So the brothers are all like, okay, sorry, teacher. We're really sorry. And she's like, get out of here. You suck. I can't believe you did this. And they leave. And then the, the husband guy is like, hey, uh, you know, it's not really serious. It's, you guys are equals now. So she came back and they're like, oh, 
uh, sorry, you, you know, we really need your help. And she's like, okay. And then for some reason, I forget why Al's like walking around and then he like runs into some homunculus, pe- not homunculus people. He runs into like some chimera people and then they kidnap him. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. No. <laughs> oh. Stop. Oh. They're all going to oh, laugh at you. No. <laughs> they're all gonna laugh (laughs) well anyway so (laughs) they're they're there and they you know he gets kidnapped and then you know it's it's not looking good he's overpowered and then there's like a homunculus who shows up and he's cool and and then he's not so cool because ed shows up and then he's beating the crap out of ed but then ed kind of like starts figuring out like oh you know he must be made of carbon because of reasons and then all of a sudden uh their teacher comes up and saves them at the end maybe We'll see you next episode. Yeah. Well, all right. You fucked the landing. Good job, Mike. Uh, that was one minute and six seconds. Five <laughs> minutes. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Well. I do think it's funny how much you skipped over um, the whole side plot with Roy and with Scar. Oh, right. Like before we. Oh, yeah. There was <laughs> yeah. the oh, fire yeah. moving that... piece. <laughs> I, I forgot it happened. I remember it now. Yeah, but I for, I felt like it was a different episode. And it's important. It's an important moment. It's an introdu- introduction of a character, too. We're getting a lot of long-term plot lines yeah. kicking off oh, in this episode. That's why I said it feels like a season two premiere, because it's like, okay, let's just catch up with where everyone is, and then we're going to get back into the plot. It really does. Like, we have Mustang's whole team. He's maneuvering. He's finally back in Central. How did you guys watch it? Since I watched it on Netflix, and this technically is like the end of quote unquote season one for what they have it listed as, but there's like the entire second part of this episode basically as the top of season two, which is interesting. There's something we talked about in a previous episode where it feels like, I think it was Arthur who said, that the reason why these episodes work so well is because it feels like the first part is finishing up the last episode and the second part is the first half of the next episode. So you never really get the yeah, yeah, that's how you make it. You so never really get the full picture. You're always just like kind of halfway there. But I also feel like Brotherhood, when it aired in the in, in Japan, there really wasn't a gap between episodes 13 and 14. Like there would be in a season break. They just kept putting them out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting. I, I don't remember if the same thing happened with Neon Genesis, all things considered as well, because that feels radically different between like one half of it and the second half. And I've forgot honestly offhand if it just rolled together or if it was like any kind of break so who's your guys's favorite like greed chimera henchman person um, <laughs> uh roa bido martel or dolce uh, and, there's, and there's the ones in the background the let's, not exclude, yeah. let's not exclude the ones in the background who don't have any lines but are definitely there I feel like some of them, where's your animal part? Like, you look kind of normal, you know? You know, like, they're wearing clothes, so it's like, oh, is it weird? Is it like that? (laughs) There's a little bit of, you know, some dynamics that are a little uncomfortable. Let's talk, let's say it, you know? Like, it's like, do they have, like, does one of them have six nipples? (laughs) And that's it. And that's nothing else. (laughs) The snake lady's pretty cool. I mean, she did, all things considered, she could have killed Al in that moment by just rubbing the back 
like the seal. Oh, I was, I was like, don't lean back. Don't can you imagine? Yeah, was like, man, I'm tired. And then you just see Al dying. <laughs> oh no! He just, I thought about that, yeah. She got super close. Yeah, it's like that could have been the end of the Elric brothers, quote unquote. It's it's weird that like my favorite character introduced in this episode wasn't Greed. It wasn't his Chimera. It was Yoki, the mm. guy who betrays yeah. Car. Who is the only person in the show with a British accent so far? So when he popped up, I was like, "Yes, I love, I love cowardly British characters." Who are like, was that the Snidely Whiplash character? It's the yeah. Snidely Whiplash. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is exactly Snidely. Whiplash. Oh no! Sure. <laughs> he he gets mentioned in like episode five or four. It's in Mustang's office, and they're going through like files, and they see Yoki, and they're like, "Oh, this is that guy who had that mining outfit, but he was scamming all his workers." And then Ed and Al came in and like stopped him and destroyed his mind. Oh, that's a and like stripped him of his rank. Yeah, so we we do actually have some backstory on him. I wanted to say something about Greed, which is that when he shows up, he has like a five minute scene where he just talks at Al for five <laughs> minutes, and it's like he just keeps talking at Al. And I was yeah. like, did you practice this? Did you like write it out with your friends? You're like, okay, guys. I got. I want to talk about how cool I am. He for sure practices it. I also I like how he says yeah. sex and women. Sex <laughs> and women. And he's saying that all with like the sleeveless like jacket with fur on it. That's just like, oh man, this guy knows his image and he's just leaning all the way into it. You just got respect. Greed loves yeah. synonyms. He really does. <laughs> I'm greed. I'm avarice. I want everything: women, money, power, dollars. <laughs> Man, <laughs> sex, <laughs> fucking, I want it. I want, I want donuts, coins. I want all the coins. I want. I want to eat dirt. <laughs> he clearly has a superior way of living. He's got a physical body that is impenetrable or completely impossible to damage, or or maybe very difficult to damage. Right? Why does he look at Al and go now this? It's because he always wants, he's greed. He always wants what he yeah. doesn't have. That's a good answer. It's kind of a weird setup, all things considered, because Chimeras were like a few episodes back for one. And then we're also trying to like pull together the el other elements of the Fuhrer. And, and like, there's a lot that they're trying to do like triple duty, all things considered. Yeah. With this. And it's, I think it's successful for the, the most part. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of words that just are spoken about trying to explain everything. So it's like one of those episodes that we absolutely need for like clarification and to kind of sum up everything. That being said, there's there's a couple of moments, of course, um, that I wonder if the writers were just like, you know what, we'll we'll just get to it eventually. We'll just say it now, and then next episode and the episode after that, everything's going to be copacetic. But right now, we just need to say and remind the audience, all things considered. There's also that moment where Al is like, you know. Talking chimeras are impossible, and then he's like, "Whoa, the government figured it out," which feels like such right. a like a. Eh, it's a throwaway. Like, yeah. like, it's like okay. I feel like it. It sucked some of the the alchemist's anguish episode. It kind of removed some of the sting. I don't, you know, in a weird way, it's like, oh wait, so why was it such a big deal it, that it the sewing life alchemist was exploring this? If if clearly this has already been done at least eight times or so, you know, mm -hmm. it's been done, but they seem to be like people. He made existence pain well but but, but like what was he <laughs> right. trying wasn't he trying to make a chimera that talk i feel like you know yeah <laughs> there's still chimera that talk you know that that still fits the description just because they don't look they look more human it's pitched as this like 
ultimate like just horrible gross thing that you could do and then it's like oh hey more come yeah <laughs> absolutely like the dramatic tension is like sap from a couple of episodes back where like our hearts were on the floor like oh my god and it's like oh well this is okay i guess i mean i don't see a major fallout of fusing human beings and animals i mean i'd like to now be like a half tiger person that's the problem that comes with stuff like the x-men where you look at them and they're like oh we're so sad we live sad lives everyone hates us but in the back of your head you're going i'd like to have angel wings i like to have <laughs> wolverine claws those seem like pretty cool things and they can't have mutations that are like actually shitty because then you wouldn't want to read about them you would right. be like yeah eh, these are just like shitty mutations who wouldn't want to be a crazy snake person who can get into Al's armor and extend? That's a very specific thing. I think a lot of people might not want to be that. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to be a snake person getting Al's armor and wiggle around in there? <laughs> who wouldn't want that? Hamster, I, guess. Yeah. I do want to rescind one thing. I was thinking the other day about what I said. Remember that that blanket crazy statement I said? Oh, they'll never get their. He'll never get his body back. There's no narrative way for it to ever work. I want to take that back and say there there is a way. I think that it could happen, but I I definitely think at least. I swear to God, I, in my mind I was like, how long is it gonna take for Mike to be like, I changed my mind. one episode. We'll see if he changes his mind. I think yeah. there's a way. What, so what is your... you could fix it? I just think maybe at least one of the brothers has to go. I think Al. It's probably Al because we just like watching Ed be feel guilty, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. Or they could do like a Twilight thing and it could be like Al, you know, dies, but he like gets reincarnated and he's Ed's baby. <laughs> Ew. It could happen. <laughs> That's the Twilight solution. I'm sorry. Is that your official <laughs> guess? Is that Not that Al Twilight. Ed's baby? <laughs> 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 sorry, that's not what I think. That's just not what I think. I'm sorry. I just watched Twilight and it's bonkers how they resolve that whole thing. <laughs> they resolve all that tri the love triangle by being like, I was not attracted to you. Oh, yeah. I was attracted. I know this <laughs> is old news, but I was that. attracted to your baby, your unborn child. <laughs> and it's, it's not print, weird okay. because I won't be into it Vampires for 18 years. <laughs> but then I totally will be into it. <laughs> so, so weird. This is the first episode where Scar actually feels interesting to me the previous episodes he was like ah it's a mean guy <laughs> who makes stuff explode this is the first episode where we start to complicate his character a little bit and we start to empathize him with him a bit we have another ishvalan character being like your quest for revenge is gonna destroy you and it won't help anything we reference his brother like he has some sort of tragic backstory we don't know about and uh, we also see there's an interesting reveal where we see his arm is full of yep. tattoos, which is another interesting I piece. felt that tragedy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like super painful yeah. stuff. Like this guy's dealing with surviving a genocide and like to have somebody say, don't collect vengeance over that. It's really hard. Both feel very morally correct to me. You know, it's like a very, very cool conflict. Yeah. He's like Magneto. Here's the thing. Like Magneto, the reason why I think Scar is in the right on this one is because the people who made the genocide weren't punished, you know? Right. And like, can somebody put these guys in prison? Because they did war crimes, you know? Piggybacking off of that, I will say definitely on the second go-around, and maybe because 
2020 is such a progressive year in some way, shape, or form. I am fully on board with the with the Scar Train and the Ishvalan storyline. The first time around when I was younger, like honestly, like I'm not sure it hit me as much as I as it it was intended to. Now, of course, as like a full grown adult, that's like, oh my god, this is the storyline of like whatever's going on overseas and in the Middle East and so on and so forth. Like this is. This is more of a mature, like, political storyline that absolutely adults can identify with more, I think, at the end of the day. And it's not to say that international war criminals shouldn't be punished, <laughs> but a theme of the story is also moving forward, always moving forward, despite your past mistakes. Maybe you have done horrible things, but you can try to move forward and, and do good things. Well, that's the, the law of transmutation, right? That it's like, you know uh taking something from the past attorney into something new right so you know and on right on top of that the problem the not the problem but the you know relating it to transmutation and and the magic system scars only able to destroy it seems he's not someone who's going to build something new with alchemy he's not going to fix things all he can do is destroy he's man he's rage and and vengeance manifest in this world's ability to do that I agreed that it's like you know this this is also you know that episode that we're introduced to more of the homunculi and like understanding what that means and in some ways you know dare i say that scar is not too different thematically to to a homunculus that he was created out of something for a purpose you know that he was transmuted as a human to to talk on to or to speak to michael's point as well it's really mm-hmm. it really is interesting we could call him revenge revenge and it would work that's the best and it would thematically work yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that a sin? <laughs> <laughs> I have a small comment about Greed Shield. Oh, and I want to talk about that. He really could have come up with a better name than Ultimate yeah, Shield. Yeah, he had a long, he had 200 <laughs> years to come up with a better name than Ultimate Shield, you know? Right. He could have called Ultimate it anything, Shield. really. God. My Ultimate Shield. My, my diamond skin. That was the most, like, bland fight anime stupid. thing that has happened yeah. so well, far. Well, but I feel like Ultimate Shield is the kind of name you come up with when you have 200 years. That's what it's called. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound great, but we were I've been workshopping this for literally two centuries, and <laughs> Ultimate Shield is the best. Right. It, it just works. Do all the homunculi have those kind of regenerative healing powers? Oh, you don't... You're all stone-faced. Oh. I can't read it. I can't read it at all. <laughs> I, I thought I could get someone to go, Oh, yeah, they do! But no, I don't know. You know, in defense of Ultimate Shield, I thought it was really cool that his regenerative powers or his Ultimate Shield. I, I thought that was a good little built-in weakness that Ed figured out. I thought that was cool. You know, I was worried about it. That was interesting. I liked seeing Ed think through the battle. Yep. I cool. also liked seeing Ed think through the battle, but I did feel like it was one of those like situations where they didn't even bother giving the viewer the clues. They were just like, all right, Ed, figure <laughs> no. it out. You know, he's just that smart. Yeah, that's true. Whereas I feel like in the 2003 anime, they do give the viewer the clues. Because I remember that in the 2003 anime, Greed is like, my shield is harder than diamond. That's what makes Ed go, oh, if it's diamond, then I can change it so that it's flimsy like graphite. I remember because I copied that into a book I wrote when I was a kid. Uh, there, there you go and actually that's a good decision because that's so that's a solid yeah. one i like that more yeah i will say on again on a, on a second view that like i i want izumi to actually have more time you know all things considered that it's like she she comes up every once in a while and she has some really badass moments but man it's like just oh she's so good god she's so a great character she is. yeah i would love to see more of her too mike yeah you know what time it is 
No, what time is it? It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Say it with me. Mikey at the bat. Mike, you have to guess what happens in the next episode based only on the title. And the title for the next episode is Those Who Lurk Underground. Mm, those Who Lurk Underground. Okay, well, he talked about an underground. And he talked about, like, knowing a lot of people down there. So I think we're going to go underground in Dublin, where we're going to meet some some unsavory characters, you know? And I, as I understand it, you guys have pr pretty much given away everything by telling me that this is where things really kick up a notch. So I imagine we'll meet another homunculus and we'll probably meet some more chimeras and maybe even some of these creepy old alchemists who are doing this stuff. You know, maybe we'll get a little bit closer to like what the state's really up to. You know, what Fuhrer Bradley's really got cooking downstairs in the in the secret lab, lab laboratories of this place. And Al's going to almost remember something, but not yet. It's, it'll be too soon, but it'll be really close. Or they'll at least figure out how they can maybe unlock his memory. And something bad is going to happen to their teacher. That's all my theories. How did I do last week? Did I do pretty good, right? I, I mentioned chimeras, didn't I? Yeah, you got that right. But you also said that, like they would need their teacher's help. I mean, in a way, you're right. Oh, yeah. looks yeah. like I'm not eating a bug this week. Okay, no, that's right. <laughs> that's good. That's right. You are right. You are right. You are right. So now it's time for us to grade this episode. And I'm going to get started. Uh... By saying, I thought that the, like I said, there was a lot of talking and there were moments where the writing kind of got a little bit shonky and it could have been finessed better. So I feel like this is the middle of the road episode for me, which means I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5, like very middle. Three. My reason is the pluses is the teacher stuff. And I feel like we were getting some plot lines started and scars a little bit more interesting now. And Mustang is is getting moving. Like overall, it just felt like stuff was starting, and there wasn't that much else to speak of. I couldn't remember everything that even happened in this episode. I couldn't remember. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had a minute and a half. I forgot all about Mustang. I forgot all about Scar. I forgot like so much crap happened, and it was really exciting and really cool. I liked the fight, but I kind of agree that it was a little messy and it was a little all over the place, and the monologues were a little gratuitous you know so i think i'm gonna say three stars i know the show can do better than this but it's not great it's not bad I, I was thoroughly entertained it was really fun i'm i'm probably going to give it maybe just a little bit more benefit of the doubt considering it leads to so much other stuff and it kicks off so much so i would probably give it a 3.5 to be perfectly honest it's kind of one of those middle uh, of the road game of thrones episodes that sets up so much that it's like, okay, if you're able to do it in an interesting way and you're able to, to at least, you know, please me visually as well. Because, yeah, we get some lightning flares. We get some battles and such like that. It's like, okay, that's that's not bad. I'll, I'll give it its merits plus a little bit of, you know, shock value. No pun intended. Yeah, that reminds me of that scene where, like, what do you mean you're immortal? And Greedy's like, all right, somebody smash my head in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, you know, he was ready. He was standing behind him <laughs> with right. a hammer. Like, I hope he asks. <laughs> I hope he questions yeah, the dude, immortal right, thing, thing because I really enjoy this part. Because <laughs> every time he brings someone over to his house, he's like, oh, check this out. Check this out. And he shoots himself in the head. And then he comes back like, right, right. I'm immortal. <laughs> right. Well, there's only like two women of the chimeras, I want to say, possibly tops, for that possible reason, all things considered. 
Oh, interesting. Oh, oh come on. I mean, I'm sorry. Greed is. <laughs> yeah. Greed is. Uh, he, he is. He's going for everybody. He likes yeah, the men. He likes the women. Yeah. He likes the non-binaries. He likes everyone. He's definitely in all of the above. He checks all the boxes, and he's like, you know what? I'm just here for a good time. Okay. <laughs> No, he's like the that see that joke in Austin Powers is like sex, yes, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's exactly it. And it's like that's why you love Green has... because he wants it all all the time. He probably has a shocking I would watch the show if Green were more like Austin Powers <laughs> disgusting browser history. Check this out, baby. <laughs> green, baby. I want a little of everything. <laughs> he kind of plays like the Austin Powers at times of the series. I, I'd say yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's definitely Austin Powers for sure. Do I make you greedy? <laughs> do you think that greed, you know, yeah. back when he hung out with the other homunculi, do you think that like greed was like <laughs> sleeping around with everyone? Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do I make you honey with, with my me? ultimate shield yeah. up or with it off? <laughs> if someone's listening to this, please draw Austin Powers greed. I want to see. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see that like... with the with the graphite skin though too. You know, it's like I feel like it just like yeah. shines on him from everywhere. It, it, it's a beautiful thing. And that's gonna do it for this episode of Full Metal Analysts. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. That's Twitter.com/slash/FMAnalyst. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like to, please leave us a comment. We read them. We love them. And if you want to comment on what we said today on Twitter, send us a message. We'll reply to you. We love to hear from our listeners. Dennis, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. This was this was great. Great episode, too. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Twitter or website? Um, I am on Medium. I write short stories and short fiction and screenplays and such like that. I am at The Menace uh, on Medium. Where just look up Dennis The Menace. I think I'm there. But, uh, very yeah. talented, very funny writer. Very good guy. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analyst. Until then, stay frosty. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.